This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. This week on the show, the Friends reunion is coming, This Is Us is leaving, and we are going to solve all the plot holes in all the movies. And welcome to episode 80 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. He is Adam. And he's Josh. That one always throws me <laughs> for a loop. <laughs> I get, we got it. We got it. Um, so episode 80. Here we are, Adam. What do you think? What's going on? Eight decades of podcasts. Is that how that works? Something like no. that. No. I mean, I don't know. No, nah, that would make us pretty old. I don't want to be that old. Yeah, the math is not strong with us. No, um, but eighty episodes—that's that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm I'm really excited about this particular episode, Adam, because you know, well, we have some some good news, but really, I'm really excited about this plot hole discussion um, because yeah, it should be normally fun. It, it normally plot holes are something that. I honestly don't usually care about, um, but honestly, I I don't usually. There's some that people try to point out. I think that's what irks me more, and that's what we'll talk about. Really, is uh, you know trying to point out things that aren't actually plot holes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that gets me more than you know real plot holes. But um, but you know that's kind of what that's kind of ties in what we're going to talk about later. So I'll uh, step yes. off the gas there for a second. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 definitely excited about that discussion coming up. Um, but do you have a recommendation for us this week? X Two X Men United. That's what I watched this week. Nice. That's a that's a great movie. I love that. movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, I watched that. I watched a few different things this week. Um, I watched Arrival. Have you ever watched that? It's from a few yes. years ago. Yes. I don't know how I felt about that. That started off. I was, I was like uh, watching them. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to recommend this. This is going to be the one this week. And then mm-hmm. I didn't love how it ended. So like, right. So, um, but yeah, X2 X-Men United is my actual recommendation. Arrival that Amy Adams was in that Amy right? Adams. And uh, yeah, I'm blanking on his name. Clint Barton. <laughs> oh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. 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 That's it. Or Rennick. Renner, Renner, you're Renner. Yeah, I think it's right. Renner. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a couple of years since I've seen that, but I do remember liking it because I'm all into that, all this the sci-fi stuff like that. I like but. the that, yeah. I mean, the parts like leading up to really how it resolved itself. I was I was all in for mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's there's a lot of the sci-fi in there, but there's also like the like the linguistic stuff in there, which I found super interesting. You know, being the big Tolkien yeah. fan that I am, and you know his background in linguistics and all that, and my background is an English major. You know, studying that type of stuff uh-huh. in college. 
uh, the, all that stuff really intrigued me, and and then it got into some of the time travel stuff, which you know, plot holes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Speaking of plot holes, you know, uh, I don't want to. Anytime you uh, mess with time travel, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, she knows her daughter's gonna die, so why can't she get her checked out earlier? <laughs> just wait, mm-hmm. just wait until it's too late. Now or why? <laughs> you know, um, like like it's it it ends in a way that she's almost resigned that that's how it's gonna happen. Even there's nothing she can change. Maybe she can change it. I don't know, but. It, yeah. it seems that if I knew that, I would be doing everything in my power to make sure that that doesn't happen, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, doctor's even though this visits, isn't your... Doctor's visits every other week until, you know... <laughs> yeah. Even though this isn't your recommendation, now I want to watch this movie again, because <laughs> I don't remember exactly it. how it... I don't remember how oh, it ended. I own it, actually. Oh, do you? Um, I do. I, I liked it enough to, to buy it. Um, but... Now I don't remember how it ended, so now I want to go and watch it again. Um, well, I won't say it. I mean, what is this? It's like three or five years old or something like that. At this something point. like that, yeah. So I was going to. I feel like it came out thing. in like 2017 or something. Yeah, like so I'm going to say, yeah, that sounds about right. But um, yeah, I don't know. It had me the whole way up until until the resolution, and then that's where it lost me. So. All right. Well, now I got to watch it again. Okay. So thank you, thank you for that. I might go and watch <laughs> X two again too. I don't know. Um, I'd recommend that one first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So for me, I man, I haven't been watching a whole lot this week. I've been pretty busy with stuff. Um, I ran on a five k recently. On must have been on Wednesday, and Good I had for you. A, thank you, thank you. It was my first one in a long time. Um, and I am actually I had an, an interview um, at, at in, in in the Hermitage School District. Oh, uh, that's got to be a, that's got to be a little bit closer for you. Not, yeah, not so, that anybody else out there knows, knows that. No, <laughs> we do. Um, and yeah, we were just getting ready for um, my wife's grandma's birthday party last night. So doing a lot of stuff for the patio and everything. And Happy getting, birthday, Brittany's grandma. Yeah, thank you. I don't think she um, listens. <laughs> no, maybe maybe I'll I'll make her. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna recommend something I watched like the first ten minutes of, um, because it's now on HBO Max. But what happened was, Wonder Woman 1984 was on sale on Vudu for nine ninety nine, and I, and I was like, yeah, I'm purchasing this. I yeah. mean, it's only ten bucks. It was four K for ten bucks. I'm like, sweet. And then like the next day, it's out on HBO Max, which I have, of course. Um, but I don't know if the quality would is quite as good on HBO Max as it is on the actual Vudu download. But um, I don't. All know. I know is. I watched the opening scene again of Wonder Woman 1984, which is a beautiful scene. And I, I absolutely love the scene and it looked great. Um, have you seen that no, yet? I haven't. I saw that it's on HBO Max and I was going to watch it last night and didn't get a chance. I, th- I think it just showed up yesterday, yeah. right? I, I think so. Something like that. Um, I was going to watch yeah. it last night and just didn't get a chance yet, but I haven't seen it. I've heard so yeah, many I mean, mixed things and I really want to watch it. Like That's not deterring me at all. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching it very soon. Yeah, I still don't know exactly. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it for the most part. I just didn't love the how things went with the the villain. I mean, I love Pedro Pascal, and I think he did a great job. But um, 
just the way the villain was utilized and, and what was happening in, in, in the movie just didn't, sometimes it just didn't sit right with me for some reason, but, um, but I'll let you be the judge of that and let me know what you think. So that is my recommendation it is now on HBO max. Um, you know, even though I bought it the day before on, on Vudu. Um, but I think we are ready to hit the news. Every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. And make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. And make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! Do you want me to lead this off since this is my... <laughs> I was just gonna ask okay. you to read this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I know nothing about the Green Knight. So yes, I didn't either. I didn't even know this was. A, oh, I, I know what the Green Knight is, you know, about and all that. Um, but I didn't know this was a movie. Uh, our our friend Luke from Hoth Off the Press, who was on the show a couple months back, uh, shared this on Twitter and blew my mind that this was even a movie. And I can't wait now. Uh, but a twenty four released their first trailer for the Green Knight uh, on oh May 11th which was Tuesday maybe sounds about right yeah so I watched this trailer I don't know if you got a chance to watch this trailer but I am very excited for this now this is uh, oh, I, I need to watch it yeah this is led by uh, Dev Patel who plays uh, Sir Gawain and uh, directed by David Lowry who I know from uh, the Peach Dragon reboot Disney mm-hmm. did a few years back uh, also stars uh, Ralph Innocent from uh, as uh, as the Green Knight. Uh, you might know Ralph. Uh, he was one of he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's also been in uh, Harry Potter. Um, uh, and what else? There was something else that I was thinking of that he was in. Ready Player One was the other thing that he was in. He played. In, uh, okay. He was in. He was in that. He was also actually <laughs> Star Wars. He was in a cut scene of uh, of Last Jedi. Um, hmm. as Colonel Ansev Garmuth. That's a fun fact. Yeah, but there you go. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, if you don't know anything about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, this is a, uh, it's a medieval poem, basically, and it's uh, part of the Arthurian legend. Uh, Sir Gawain is actually uh, King Arthur's nephew, I want to say, I believe. Um mm-hmm. So this is going to be a fantasy epic. It's actually scheduled. It, it was supposed to be out last year. This is one of those 20, 2020 casualties, but it's actually going to be hitting theaters now, uh, July 30th. So get a chance to nice. check out that trailer. I'm, I'm actually very excited. That shot up the list of my anticipated movies for this year. Um, and had I known about that a few weeks ago, I would have included this movie on my list on that show yeah that we did <laughs> yeah yeah that was the uh, our most anticipated movies of 2021 check that one out if you didn't get to yet yes and um, uh add still add the green knight for me if you don't mind when you listen and i will be checking out this trailer to see what i think too. yeah i'm very excited very excited um yeah and moving along, we have um, the Friends reunion is set to premiere on Thursday, May 27th on HBO Max. Um, and that will actually be the one year anniversary of um, the streamers launch, the launch of HBO Max. And um, we got a little bit of a teaser here. 
um, just a glimpse of the six stars of the show as they walk through what looks like Warner Brothers studio lot in Burbank, California. Um, I, for one, am very excited about this. Um, the the finale, the, sh- this, the series finale was actually back in 2004, which is the same year we graduated high school, Adam. Yep. Fun fact there for, for everybody out there listening too. Um, yeah. And I remember... Almost 20 years uh, ago. <laughs> yes, which is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> making me feel old I know. um crazy but you know i remember when i was back in uh, this show came out in 94 and I, and i remember being in like fourth grade and watching this show in my my bedroom and when my mom would come into the room i'd turn the channel real quick because <laughs> i knew it wasn't really a show that i should be watching as a fourth grader um but i love this show even when i was a kid you know I, I and i grew up watching it and you know finished it off when i graduated high school so i'm really excited for this reunion i will definitely be checking this out nice um next up we have some news about the jungle cruise um this was i think on that list of yeah, anticipated yeah, films yeah and it's coming to Disney Plus with premiere access and in theaters on Friday, July 30th. Um, and in an Instagram post, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson shared a new teaser at the end, um, which you can check out. And it, it features Emily Blunt's character quite a bit. And it really has this epic action adventure feel. You know, and I, I know you mentioned when we had when we talked about this movie before, you you were hoping it could do what Pirates of the Caribbean kind of did for for that ride at the at the park and and this being that's in that same vein and, and it really the trailer looks like it could do that and it felt a lot like a pirates type yeah. movie you know yeah it, it does look quite fun and uh i'm not sure that i'll do the premiere access for it i think i'll probably just see it in the theater uh but um yeah that makes disney's fourth premiere access title this year yeah, and I, speaking of the theater, I think we need to get back to the theater again soon because I, I have six free movie tickets on my movie club membership <laughs> at Cinemark. They need to be used. Nice. So, yeah. Um, next up, we actually have some video game news because every once in a while we do talk about video games as well on the show. And I was a huge fan of Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch, which we just finished up recently. We're going to have to do Fantastic a video game, game show here sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the makers of Super Mario Odyssey, the creative team behind that game, they are looking at reportedly bringing the Donkey Kong series back um, for a new 2D platformer. Um, and yeah, I mean, the last Donkey Kong game was the Wii U's 2014 Tropical Donkey Freeze. Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It's also um, is on Switch. Got a re-release uh-huh. on Switch, yeah. Yeah, so um, I know Brittany's a big fan of Donkey Kong. I mean, I never really was, but I, I would like. Oh, to play really? This I game. love Donkey Kong. Yeah, I never, I just never got into it. I was just always playing Mario all the stinking time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I love Donkey, even the Super Nintendo Donkey Kong Country titles. I love those games. Those are really good two mm-hmm. D platformers. Yeah, so. I'm excited and, about it for sure. Yeah, and and they're talking like this could be a, another 2D platformer, not really in the Donkey Kong Country vein, but um, but yeah, it's interesting. We'll see. Yeah, what is what does 2D platformer mean Mario. exactly, Adam? Okay, 
think Mario. It's you know two D flat screen. No, like you, know. you just move sideways, basically, yeah. like left or right. Yeah, okay. more. I thought so. More or less, and then you know the platformer just made, basically means you're making jumps to platforms, more or less. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. And we we have a little bit of Star Wars news this week too. Um, Star Wars Celebration in a move that probably no one thought would happen. Um, the Celebration Anaheim dates have actually been moved up. Um, I, I thought if anything, they <laughs> at least you know months ago I thought it would have been delayed yeah. more, but um, it's been moved up to May 26th through the 29th in 2022 next year. Um, according to the Star Wars site, and it's going to be, I don't know if I, I think I mentioned it's going to be in Anaheim. And um, existing ticket holders can keep their current tickets um, and no further actions required on their part. And if a ticket holder wishes to request a refund, they can do that by visiting StarWarsCelebration.com. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for Star Wars Celebration to come up or come back. I mean, I know and on last week's show and our favorite things about Star Wars Star Wars Celebration was on that my top five list, so I'm excited for another Star Wars Celebration, which is going to be about a year from now. Yeah, pretty much, almost exactly. And uh, I mean, I, I got to be honest if if I if I was if I had doubts that I was going to be able to swing a trip by August of 2022, having three less months to do <laughs> that isn't going to help. Um, yeah. So that that probably cements me not going to. Uh, to uh, celebration in Anaheim, which is fine, uh, but the, the I'll tell you the first thought on my brain when I saw that is you know you know thinking why would you why why would you want to move that up you know it's not May fourth, yeah. mm-hmm. however it is May, later it's... in May and yeah. you know Star Wars movies usually came out later in May. Mm-hmm. Oh by the way, if you subtract forty five from twenty twenty two, you get nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> oh. And uh, so Celebration Anaheim next year will take place right over the actual anniversary, the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. Well, there you go. So I imagine they'll have something in store for that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Yeah, so excited to see that. And um, last up in our news for this week, we have a show that that I I watch with Brittany. This is us. Um, It's a I don't watch a whole lot of dramas, especially not dramas that are on like um, channels like NBC, CBS. I, I just don't watch a whole lot of that. I watch a lot of streaming stuff now. But um, This Is Us is one of those shows that I've s- stuck around for. I, I feel like it makes me cry like every single episode and I still keep watching it. I don't know why. Um, but it is actually going to end next year with their sixth season. Um, and I have mixed feelings about this because on one hand, I, I always think it's a great idea when a show has a specified time that they're going to begin and end. Like, you know, Breaking Bad was like five slash six seasons and it, it just felt right in that amount of time. Um, Game of Thrones decided to end before it it got too out of hand and everything, you know. Um, so... I think this makes sense, but I'm also going to really miss this show um, because it does hit you in the feels quite a bit. I, I feel like I, I connect with these characters so much, um, especially being a dad and everything now. Um, and it's just one of those shows that I really love. So I'll be sad to see it go. Yeah. Um, not really a show I ever got into. My wife watches it and I've watched episodes mm-hmm. of it. And uh, you know what I've seen is pretty good, but it, it, it's not a show that I 
have really latched on to. So, but yeah, uh, it's the nice thing about having streaming services now is I'm I'm sure that I, I know it's on one of them, uh, Netflix maybe. So you can always go back and revisit that way, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on something. I'm just, maybe it's even on Peacock at this point. I don't know. Hulu, you know what? That I, that would make I, sense. I know it is on Hulu. It is on Hulu actually because we watch it on Hulu. So it's okay. on Hulu right now. But I could see it going to Peacock eventually, probably. Um, yeah, I can see that too. But yeah, um, so that wraps it up for the news this week. And now, like I said earlier, we're going to solve all the plot holes of all the movies. I came across an article this week from Polygon, uh, written by Susanna Polo, and uh, it kind of made a little bit of a splash on some of my online circles this week. I saw it a, a lot on Twitter, you know, people quoting it and, and sharing it. And I got to admit, when I first saw it, I kind of laughed it off because, you know, it, and, and to be honest, it was because of, there was a little bit of a clickbaity blurb attached to the, you know, the socials that they put out. Uh, you know, basically paraphrasing, it said the Eagles and Lord of the Rings are a plot hole and we need to get over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that right off the bat, it just got, you know, it got me. That's one of those things I mentioned up at the top of the show that, you know, um, cause I'm, I'm a huge, uh, Lord of the Rings fan. I love Lord of the Rings and I know that they're not a plot hole. So every time I see that, 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 that gets me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. so I, I laughed it off at that point. Um, and I, 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 I it basically felt like I knew what this article was going to say before I read it. You know, I, I thought I knew what it was going to say before I read it. And it wasn't until a couple hours later that I saw someone else share it, mention it. Uh, shout out here to uh, Timothy Drennan from the uh, As Father and Son podcast. Uh, but then I really gave it a shot, and then it made more sense. Uh, I don't want to give away the whole article uh, because I do think that you should read it for yourself. Um but what I will say is that uh, Polo arrives at the conclusion that plot holes are largely a matter of your point of view. Uh, so I figured that sounded something like that we should probably talk about. <laughs> Prob- probably. Yeah, so I sent this article over to you, over to Josh, and uh, he, you know, he uh, agreed, and so here we are. So today we're going to dive into the idea of plot holes and even talk a little bit about a few that stick out to us. And uh, to start off, we should probably kind of get an idea of what a plot hole actually is. So I, I went and looked and found a little bit of a definition to go on uh, for us. And this is from Wikipedia that says, In fiction, a plot hole uh, or plot error is a gap or inconsistency in a storyline that goes against the flow of logic established by the story's plot. Uh, such inconsistencies include things as illogical, unlikely, or impossible events and statements or events that contradict earlier events in the storyline. So I'm sure right off the bat you have a couple popping into your head, but I wanted to start with the one you know that was in the Polygon article, the idea of eagles in Lord of the Rings. You know why couldn't they just carry the ring themselves, or you know carry Sam and Frodo and save a little bit of walking, make things a little bit easier? Because uh, I mean that that's honestly something that becomes a sticking point for a lot of people to watch these movies. You know, those Eagles just kind of come in at the end and take Frodo off Mount Doom. They save Gandalf from the top of Orthanc. Um, and in it, 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 it begs the question. Um, you know, what I will say at this point is that the Eagles designed by Tolkien weren't ever really meant to be servants. 
you know first of all they they, they do favors and uh you know, Gandalf has, has has a few stored up, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a, a couple things to remember is that, you know, first of all, the Eagles weren't immune to the ring's power either, so them carrying the ring or being tempted by the ring was a real threat. Second of all, um, I think it can be summed up from one of Gandalf's quotes in Fellowship of the Ring you know, keep it secret, keep it safe. That was really the idea of this whole thing is to do this as a secret mission so that Sauron would not know that the ring was still around and would not know where to find it. Because if he knew where to find it, all the fury of Mordor would be unleashed, you know, on, on that particular spot. So that's mainly the, the, the idea, you know. Um, and then also remember, Sauron has fell beasts, you know, that the the uh ring race the nazgul can can ride on as well so it's not just as easy as you know the good guys have the wings and you, know, you can fly it in that way it's not quite that easy um so so basically that that would be the explanation right there but the fact of the matter is though and you know there's always going to be a casual fan that just doesn't read that far into it you know uh, there's going to be in-universe explanations like that. Uh, there may even be in-film explanations, like the one that I mentioned about Gandalf. You know, I think that kind of explains it right there, like I said. Uh, but if you're just kind of there for the cool action scenes and, you know, the the, uh, the cute elves, whether that's Elrond or Arwen, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, uh, chances are those reasons Legolas. don't matter much to you. I guess Legolas is there, too. Um the chances are that those those actual reasons probably don't matter much to you, you know. Um, Josh, why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about the next one because I know our friend Steve was talking to me about this one as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, first of all, I'm just going to talk about my position on plot holes just a little bit. Yeah, um, and I'm sure we're going to get back to that at the end too when we yeah yeah. yeah. All up. Um. You know, there, there's it's not something I normally pay too much attention to. Like, I wouldn't have even thought of that eagle thing. I mean, I might have like briefly thought about it and then just been like, well, it wouldn't be much of a movie if they just flew this eagles to Mordor and that was it. <laughs> but, but then you know, that's the, my take on it usually. Um, but I, you know, I agree with what you said about the Lord of the Rings one because it all is about secrecy and it's all about you know destroying the ring in secret. So. For me, that's a good enough explanation. But um, going on to the next one, the the prisoner of Azkaban, I guess, you know, Hermione throughout the film uses a time turner to go kind of back in time so she can kind of be in two places at once. You know, she's able to take more classes this way and everything. But eventually, you know, Dumbledore suggests that they should use this time turner to go back and change a couple things. Um, just so maybe a couple lives could be saved, you know, Sirius's life. Um, and uh, Buckbeak, Buckbeak as well. Buckbeak! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's for reasons that are pretty... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trivial. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, but I was going to say more like um, they were good-natured. You know what I mean? Like Okay, um, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, but so the question is, why didn't they use the time turner to go back and prevent Voldemort from killing his parents or um, prevent him from at least coming back in the Goblet of Fire when he comes back and, and kills Cedric Diggory and everything? 
Um, so I did find a couple possible explanations um, to this. And, and one is that time turners can only be used to affect a recent period of time. So like there was one suggestion um, that was like, they can only use, only be used for like the past five hours of time or something like that. So it couldn't even be used to go back that far. Another suggestion was, you know, and when I was talking to Brittany about this, because she's a huge Harry Potter fan, she had said that, you know, she was Hermione was only using the time turner in the way Dumbledore directed her to. So he he probably wouldn't have directed her to, um, you know, go back and and change all these different things that could mess up the timeline potentially, you know. Yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll mention the the five hour thing. I'm pretty sure is a length of time that they can stay in the past. Oh, okay. Um, okay. There's different there's different levels of time travel in Harry Potter and the time turner one. The the user can start to get like side effects or or you know. <laughs> I don't know what I want to say, the negative effects, uh, mm -hmm. traveling longer than five hours, then they did, I guess, because uh, I was researching this also, I guess they did develop um, time travel later that could let the, u let the user stay an infinite time uh, as long as they wanted in the past. Um, but I did also find some stuff about this, that there are rules around time travel in Harry Potter. Um, the Ministry of Magic uh, basically wanted things like this to be used for trivial matters only, which is what I was thinking when you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Hermione taking tests or, or studying or taking an extra class is a little more trivial than going back and saving lives. You know, now Dumbledore mm -hmm. we know is not always one to follow the rules. This is true. So, um, I think that's kind of where that comes up. You know, however, the other thing about this is what it affects. And, you know, I always think about that, that butterfly effect term, you know, and you go farther mm -hmm. back and you stop Harry's parents from dying or, you know, you, go back and kill Voldemort as a baby. There's that, <laughs> that like, idea like, too. Like, 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 baby like Hitler. the Hitler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's that type of stuff too. Like the farther back you go, the more things like that you do, even if it's good natured, it has a better chance of affecting a lot of things down the road, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what they're really trying to avoid is kind of breaking time and creating alternate timelines, that type of stuff. So, you know, for me, that's a possible explanation, and for me, that that helps it sit fine. You know, that it yeah. doesn't bother me. I actually that actually didn't bother me until, you know, I was, I was talking to our friend uh, Steve that was mentioning this. I didn't even think about that really. Um, just yeah, kind of here, yeah. Just really kind of took it. Never popped into my mind. Yeah, I just kind of really took it at face value, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, getting that little research that done that that I did this past week helped me feel even better about it i guess um but that, i mean that's that's kind of the thing that comes back to you know what what can you tolerate as a viewer you know um it's not even really how much of a fan you are or how willing you are to accept it it's what can you tolerate you know mm -hmm. now I, I, I will say that for the next two movies we're going to talk about these are ones that have kind of bothered me just a little bit or come into my mind at least you know things that i've been aware of when i watch them 
so the next one is Back to the Future, and and I always think about this one. Um, why don't Marty's parents recognize that he? I have he thought about that. that. Yeah, that, that he looks like Calvin Klein mm-hmm. that they met back in the fifties and everything. Um, you know, and and I have no idea. Like, like they even um, went so far to name their kid after him. You know, so it right, right, like right. I've always thought. You know, maybe it, it was. It, it, uh, just like a separation of time thing, but then like he, like yeah, he was so yeah. important to them that he, that they named you know they named their kid, <laughs> you know right 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 or not really after him, but you know um, yeah, but yeah it's a, I have thought about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my only explanation was they simply forgot you know over time, but like you said that I was know, thinking so that, that is, that's a little bit of, this could be a a plot hole actually yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I mean I, I that's a thing like. It, and none of this is to say, and I even had this written down to say later, but I'll say it now. Like none of this is to say that, is to say that plot holes don't exist. You know, plot holes mm-hmm. do exist. They can exist. They they're going to always possibly exist. Um, it really just comes down to what you're okay with. And you know, f- for me, I have thought about this one before. You know, not even really reading anything about it, just kind of thinking about it. You know, why don't they remember him later? Why doesn't you know? You know, why don't they think, man, our son really looks like Calvin Klein? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. For me, I just was able to kind of put it out of my head. And I guess thinking about it more, I guess, you know, the farther you get away from an event, the fuzzier your memory of it becomes. Um, You know, maybe his mom does think every once in a while, you know, Marty does kind of look like Calvin oh, he Klein. he kind of looks. But she also drinks a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at the beginning of the movie, anyway. Um, so th- there's that, but then it's also like you know, I know thinking back, I could I could think of of someone that I knew 20 years ago, and you know, their facial details don't always stick with you. You know what I mean? Like you, like you know the general picture, you know the general idea, but you don't know the actual details. So. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she thinks about maybe she thinks it, and she's like, yeah, you know, maybe it's just me, my imagination, or something like that. And yeah, she like, just no, kind of puts it out of her head. Yeah, it can't be the same person. Yeah, um, right. No, I think I think you nailed it, man. Really, because um, I don't know. Like, I, it's just that's what I, I was thinking I think, about today. Yeah, no, but I'm th- like, I'm thinking, you know, seventeen, eighteen, twenty years back. Like, you're right. The details of the person's face and everything are going to be a little fuzzy. So. Um, right. I think that makes. I think I'm satisfied now with this one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so I told you guys. I told you guys out there listening that we were, we're going to solve all the fix problems. it all. Um, this next one does bother me a bit more than the others. Um, and it's it's it's, it's the reason it bothers me is because George Lucas <laughs> made Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> before before Revenge of the Sith, this one bothers me too. To, had a chance to make this make sense, but still chose to not ma- have it not make sense. Um, so, <laughs> my happy question, birthday, George! By the way, <laughs> his yeah, birthday was yesterday. Um, how does Leia remember her mother um, in Return of the Jedi when she speaks to Luke and and says, "You know, I she did remember her. Luke didn't have any memory of her." Um, when Padme died, like right after giving birth to them, how do, how does Leia remember her mother and, and everything? I got nothing um, for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I don't really. Have... I do have a couple for you. So, 
And I think these are ones that I've heard along the way, but I mean, force mm-hmm. visions, you know, she, she could have that force sensitivity or, you know, yeah. seeing the past, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she does also say, you know, mostly pictures, images, that type of stuff. So, you know, maybe she's seeing images of her mother, like actual just pictures of her mother, you know, maybe yeah, like hollows or whatever, you know, they would be mm-hmm. for them. Could be that, that type could of be. stuff. However, I do I totally agree because in Jedi it does impl- imply that she had actual memories. Yeah. Of her, yeah. that implication is there. So for me, that has that has bugged me also. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's bug bugs me. Not a lot of plot holes bug me. This one. But you said that's just an example of you know we have a couple explanations there that are kind of plausible in universe explanations, and we're both still kind of eh about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting stuff. I remember, um, you know, speaking of Star Wars. Before we move on, I had a yeah. We had a friend in high school um, that couldn't watch Star Wars because you know he was <laughs> a science buff, you know, like like, and sound can't happen in space, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So any explosions or any you know pew pews or anything like that. He couldn't do it, you know. He 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 couldn't yeah. do it. Um, never mind, never mind that the rest of the story is about space wizards and laser yeah. swords right. and everything else. And you know, a, guy, a guy a <laughs> guy kept alive in in a breather suit because he was burned to death on a you know <laughs> in a lava pit. Yeah, we're being frozen in carbonite. It's the it's the explosions in space that did it mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was the deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean that's yeah, I that's that something no, it doesn't bother me at all. But I mean, if you, I don't know, I don't know if you need an explanation. I don't know. I, like, obviously, that universe operates different than ours, <laughs> you know, yeah. on on some level. I don't know. Um, I don't. But that's one of those things that it's just sometimes. I guess the best explanation is it's just a movie, you know. Yeah, it's just it's supposed movie. to be fun. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to dive a little bit into Avengers Endgame. And and this is another movie that deals with time travel. And yeah. so it can be a little bit confusing. And, and maybe Time travel is always sticky. You know, yeah. even Back to the Future stuff is sticky, especially mm-hmm. when they go to the future, you know. Yeah. And, and this for me just could be the viewer. That could be, could be me, like not wrapping my head around the way they're using time travel and the way things work exactly. Um, I don't know. Um, I I just go back go to it's a movie, you know. That's yeah, you know. Yeah, because I I love this movie and I just wa- watched it like last week and I absolutely adore this movie. But I've always wondered like how exactly Thanos and his entire army travels into the future um, near the end of the film to to face off with the Avengers and everything at the, at the end. So I I know that the Nebula like the the past Nebula takes the present Nebulas quantum compass wristband thingy <laughs> and i'd never saw this before i don't i don't know why i didn't notice this but she also gives pim particles to thanos um and according now so a lot of fans were wondering about this one and joe russo one of the directors um gave this answer that ma actually who's one of the um one of his what are they called? Lackeys or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's another name for them, but yeah, um, like his no. main followers helped Thanos um, mass produce the pim particles and give them to any, everyone in his army. So uh, that that's the explanation the director's giving us. So I guess we got to go with that one. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was just one that always confused me. Yeah, how exactly it worked. 
I don't know. Um, you know, that's one of those. For me, that's one of those. It's a it's a comic book thing, you know. Comic yeah. books always yeah. get weird with time and time travel mm-hmm. and multiple universes and realities and all this other stuff. Um, now the other thing about time travel, and this is going to get a little deep, um, but it was one thing that I was going to. Th- mentioned with harry potter too and i kind of forgot but time travel it kind of depends on your view of how time works <laughs> mm-hmm. you know because like going into the future at all how does that happen if you know if if time is linear chronological how does that happen you know you can't mm-hmm. how do you go see things that we haven't done yet you know um theoretically that stuff doesn't exist right mm-hmm so how does that even work at all? Um, then you have to start looking into other theories of how time works. You know, there's the string theory stuff. There's, you know, uh, is, is time actually relative? If, you know, um, I've been watching a lot of... Uh, I was actually watching some documentaries this week about space and space travel. And one's about black holes. And, you know, as you, they talk about how as you get closer to a black hole, time slows down for you because of the effect of, of gravity to the point where... You know, if if you if you Josh are in a black hole, like the you know, and I'm looking at you from outside of it, you don't appear to move for me at all. But you, for you, you're still moving. So yeah. I mean, in that you know, I, that, in that, that idea, time is relative for us because it's still moving for you, but not for me. Looking at you, you know. And you know that actually plays a big part in Interstellar. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was one. thinking too. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Because I mean, you get mm-hmm. close to that singularity point, which they yeah. talked about in the document. Yeah, that. And I'll tell you that uh, I want to watch Interstellar again too after watching that because that that yeah the first time I watched that that blew my mind also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting back to what I was saying earlier, it's like time is very tricky to understand when you start. Um, throwing time travel into it and exactly how does that work, the fundamentals of it, how does it work, you know. Um, so you know, their armies moving into the future, even the whole thing with you know, Captain America, so you have that to talk about next, but uh, mm-hmm. use this to transition into that, you know, even the thing with, with Captain America, you know, how does that work with him living in the past and coming back and, you know, it, it, it's... The whole thing has it's set up for what you can call plot holes, but again, that's all what you can tolerate as a viewer. Yeah, it's it's very very relative and and like what your point of view is. Um, yeah, and I guess the the basis of time travel in Endgame is is basically that each time um, that you change something in the past, it creates basically a new timeline. It basically creates like, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to call it like a parallel universe, but an alternate kind of reality, you know, like a, a new timeline basically. Um, And so what I always wondered was how exactly did Captain America, first of all, how did he return all the stones to all the different times and places? And, you know, he had to go to different planets. He had to go to Vormir, he, you know, for the soul stone, he had to go to, you know, different. I just wondered how he did all that. And I guess if he had enough pin particles, um, he could set different destinations and times and, and, and go to them. Um, but what was interesting to me, um, another thing that Joe Russo said that, um, Every decision you made in the past could potentially create a new timeline. For example, the old cap at the end of the movie 
He lived his married life in a different universe from the main one. He had to make another jump back to the main universe at the end to give the shield to Sam. Now, I thought what happened was when he returned all the stones, it returned everything back to one timeline. Because when they took the stones out, it created separate timelines. And I thought when he put the stones back, it would go back to that one timeline and he would live through that one timeline and grow old and, and then see them. Uh, at the end of the movie, um, I always but, thought he just caught up to them. <laughs> right, I, that's yeah. I thought he just like caught up with them in, in the main yeah. timeline. But what what um what's what what I looked up today, he was I think it was Joe Russo who was actually saying that um he had to make another jump back to the main timeline to give the shield to Sam. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, 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 definitely. And again, that's just how you view time. You know, Joe Russo is looking at it differently. You know, mm-hmm. uh, setting up different timelines and you know, different realities. Um, I was looking at it a little bit different, you know, like you said, with you, I was just looking at it, he just kind of did what he had to do, and then he waited it out and caught it up. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. you also have two caps running around there, <laughs> you know, at right. some points also, right. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Could make for future storytelling with uh, Chris Evans coming back, who knows? Uh, um, yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> I had one more that I didn't have written down, but I wanted to toss okay. this one off you. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, when the pirates first kind of make their fall in Port Royal, um, and you had the two, the one with the wooden eye and the other one, I forget their names, mm-hmm. uh, but they kind of go into scare Elizabeth and, you know, the whole puppet thing. Yeah. And then she empties the bed, the, the uh, heater, the, the, whatever that thing is with the hot coals that mm-hmm. goes under her bare blanket or whatever to warm the blanket, whatever it is. I guess it's the, uh, <laughs> 1700s version of an electric blanket or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But then she dumps the hot coals on them and they go, ouch, it's burning, it's burning. But then later mm-hmm. we find out that they can't actually feel anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one's always yeah. kind of stuck out to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I have I have two thoughts about that. My My first is, do we know that they definitely don't feel any pain? Uh, yeah, because Barbosa s- says a few times that you can't, uh, that I, th- I think during that dinner with, with Elizabeth, um, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, the apple thing and he says he can't feel the, the warmth of a woman oh, or all yeah, this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. can't feel anything. And then the very end, the last uh-huh. thing he can feel is he feels cold. Right. You're right. Okay. Good, good call on that. Um, my other th- thought I had as you were talking about that was could they have been I don't know could they have been faking it to like not reveal their secret of what they were or <laughs> maybe <laughs> see that's the thing know. like that that's the thing funny. like uh, like the, I don't think there is a really an explanation f- for that right, one right, right, right. Um, yeah. my only thought about that is they're just surprised and you know the, the like like have you ever done something that didn't actually hurt and your immediate reaction is to say ow yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So that's the only mm-hmm. thing that I can think of for that. <laughs> um, but Could then, be. but then in actuality, it's really just to hide, you know, that reveal until later. You know, right? The, it, so yeah. it's not really them hiding what they are from Elizabeth. It's more, you know, the filmmakers hiding what they are from us. That's true. Yeah, it was yeah. I hear you. So that, I mean, but but in in story, for it's always bugged me a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I get it. That makes so. sense. I never, I never thought about that one either. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, I really enjoyed having this discussion and breaking all these yeah. down. 
But at the end of the day, I am not a person who is bothered normally by plot holes. Same, and, same. And I actually get aggravated when <laughs> when people complain about these things. Like, it, yeah. I'm like, I'm just enjoying the movie. I don't know. Well, that's what um, I said. That's what I, you know. That's kind of where I came from with the Lord of the Rings thing. That's what you know really mm -hmm. kind of got me to ignore the article the first time around, and then having to go back and read it later was that you know, I see this thing about the eagles, and it's like not oh, the eagles again, <laughs> like just let the eagles go it's not a plot hole that type of thing it, it, it actually bugged me more you know that that came up again instead of you know instead right. of instead of the actual possibility that it was a plot hole the the thing that bugged me was that they were talking about it you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and here's the thing like I think the one that bothers me the most is when people are like, like things like the eagles why didn't they just fly the eagles to Mordor and do this why didn't um this why don't they just use time travel to to kill Voldemort? Whatever, whatever the argument is, what kind of story or movie would that be <laughs> if they just did that? You know, so that that's always my go-to. Yeah. Um, as far as explanations go, is like, well, the, we wouldn't have a movie with without. Yeah, 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 exactly. Challenging. And, yeah, yeah. Th there's elements of drama and there's elements of storytelling that aren't always logical. You know, and. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing about this is that there's also, you know, people make illogical choices sometimes, you know, so there's that also. You know, going back to the pirates thing, you know, it's it's, it's illogical for them to say, ouch, it hurts, but it's also right. illogical for me to just kind of, you know, bump my hand on something and it doesn't hurt, and then I, you know, my mm -hmm. brain just tells me, you know, automatically it hurt, and <laughs> even if it didn't, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because we do illogical things all the right. time. So there, there's reason to believe that a character in a story could, could is going to make some illogical decisions, decisions we don't agree with, decisions that maybe don't make sense. Yeah, it's easy for us to Monday morning quarterback you know, this type yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, just I, I think my main point here in all of this isn't so much that you know these potholes exist, and you know maybe we can explain them for you and help you feel better about them. That w wasn't really the point of this whole segment. The point of this was, you know, that potholes often exist because of your experience with a movie. You know, your own your own personal journey with a movie. If you're totally a fan of something, you're possibly much more likely to either, you know, pick up on some of these explanations, these in-universe or even in-movie explanations. And if you're if you're not as heavy into this, then maybe it's going to bug you a little bit more. Um, but that's not always true either. You know, we all, we also talked about the Star Wars stuff that Josh and I both love, and there's still things that we, you know, pick apart a little bit here and there. And even, you know, with all these little problems that we talked about and any explanation we could give, it doesn't mean it has to make sense to you. And if it's still a plot hole to you, then it's still a plot hole to you. Um, just try to keep in mind that it might not always be a plot hole to someone else either. It's not set in stone. Indeed. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, it's all from your point of view, um, like our show is. <laughs> and so this was a, a great topic. I'm glad you brought this one to us, um, Adam, because I had a lot of fun talking about it. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 80 of From a Certain Point of View. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you're on one like Apple Podcasts that lets you leave a review, please do so. That helps us to get out to more people, and it helps us know what you like and what you don't like about our show, so we can maybe do some different things for you, our listeners, down the road. 
we are continuing our watch parties and our Discord server. Uh, last week, we last Thursday, uh, we watched the second episode of The Bad Batch. And so that means this Thursday, we will we'll be watching episode three of The Bad Batch that I still haven't watched yet. So, <laughs> gotta get on that. I actually just got done <laughs> watching it right before we recorded. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, hopefully Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern is not my first time watching it, but we'll see how the week goes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, remember to join the Discord server. The link for that is in the show notes and uh, also on the website as well. That website is from a certain point of view.com. There, there's a whole bunch of blog articles and you know links to everywhere where you can get in touch with us, send us questions or show ideas. Uh, you know, and uh, if you want to be on a show, we'd love to have you. So just reach out to us. Uh, it's a couple other ways to reach out to us would be on our socials, including Instagram and Twitter, which are both at certain POV pod Facebook page is from a certain point of view. Our email address is certain POV pod at gmail.com. Uh, we are hosted by anchor.fm. You can send us a, a voicemail on uh, the anchor.fm app, uh, but you can also call us now at seven, two, four, nine, zero, one, one, seven, eight, three. And uh, call us from any phone, uh, any cell phone, landline, whatever you got, dial tone, the, the, the little ones with the things that you spin. It doesn't matter. You just have to dial 724-901-1783. You can leave us a voicemail and we'd love to play it on the show. If there's a plot hole that bugs you, if there's one that we talked about that you have a different explanation for, we would love to play those on the show. Uh, so go ahead and send them in and we would love to play them on a future episode of the podcast. Remember to check out Red 5 Network at red5network.com and on Twitter at red5network. I want to throw out a, uh, you know what, uh, let's toss out Pizza and Parsecs because they were on not too long ago and uh, they have recently put out a, a new episode and I think you should go check them out. Dave and Liv are awesome. Uh, we love hanging out with Dave and Liv. And uh, they have a great show over there at Pizza and Parsecs uh, that if you haven't listened to yet, you're missing out. They, um... Why can't I find them? They did an episode I wanted to talk about. Were you going to mention the... The cam voicemail, or were you going to save that for another no, show? No, I'll just do that at the end. Okay. Oh, it was it was uh, it was inside out. Okay. So, Dave and Liv just started putting out some new episodes, including a deep dive into uh, Disney Pixar's Inside Out, which I love Inside Out, and you know you get into a Pizza and Parks X deep dive, and you're in for a treat, and that is absolutely true with Inside Out because they did an amazing job uh, talking about uh, that that movie is just wonderful and uh, you know I learned so many things uh, on, on their show about Inside Out and so you definitely need to check that episode out as well you can find me on the internet at TheGauze85 on both Twitter and Instagram Josh where can they find you? you can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722 and thank you all so much once again for joining us at Certain Point of View, our 80th episode. We are so glad to have all of you as listeners. We appreciate you so much. And until next time, everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view.
Bob the Monkey Lizard. I wanted to call in your show and tell you to leave Cam alone and don't let him be on your show anymore. I have my own Twitter page now. It's Bob the M Lizard. And please join and follow me and listen to all the great things I have to say about Star Wars. Cam doesn't know a bloody thing about it. He is full of himself and if This is Mom's monkey I'm best friends with Dave and guys it's cam um listen um i think bub may have gotten a hold of your number i just wanted to call into the show real quick and let you guys know just don't air it don't give him any airplay uh he actually he got into he got into some whiskey and so i don't even know what he said but uh, basically he's kind of he's really into star wars all of a sudden after his little brush with uh, Dave Filoni on Good Morning America, he thinks Dave Filoni's his best friend. Um, we know that's just ridiculous. It was very obvious that Dave Filoni's my best friend because of he and him answering my question and not answering Bub's. But Bub thinks that he laughed at him. He has this whole equation thing. I'm sure you've seen it. Just just don't give in to him is all I'm saying. Listen, guys, keep up the good work. Whatever you're doing is great, whether you're talking about Star Wars or Harry Potter or uh, Indiana Jones, which you're doing recently. It's all good. I enjoy it. Uh, Chuck, you make sense to say everybody else. I love you guys. Uh, back on the show, kind of chat and hang out.